What's up, guys? Brad Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 69 this weekend. Only 11 fights on the slate, but a fantastic main event in Jessica Andrade versus Aaron Blanchfield, and lots of money to be won on DraftKings. As usual, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a matchup that I like as well and before i do please make sure to subscribe to the channel like the video and let me know in the comments section below why don't you give me someone who's going to win inside the distance obviously with only 11 fights on this slate if you can correctly identify someone who's going to score a finish i think you have a leg up on the field so always curious to hear your guys opinions without further ado let's get into my cash game play of the week which is going to be aaron blanchfield at 7.7k all right, in cash games, I'm choosing Blanchfield at 7.7K, and truthfully, I'm probably playing both sides of this main event in cash games. Obviously, Jessica Andrade is a great cash game play herself at 8.5K as a minus 135 favorite in the main event. However, she opened at minus 185 on some books, and the betting line has been trending toward Blanchfield through, the, through most of this week. And I think keeping an eye on that betting line will be impactful come fight night because if Blanchfield ends up being the favorite outright, I think she's going to be very, very popular and, and you're going to need a lot of exposure to her if it stays in this direction. Both sides will be um, popular. But from a cash game perspective, the reason I mentioned Blanchfield is because, I mean, you need fighters priced below the mid-range. You need to save salary somewhere. And Blanchfield as a plus 115 uh, underdog in a five-round fight when she's grappling dependent is sort of hard to pass up. And yeah, Andrade might come out here, defend takedowns, use her superior boxing skills, power, physicality, and beat Blanchfield up and win. I think it's very realistic. But Blanchfield has a tremendous amount of upside. And even if Andrade wins, no guarantee it comes very early on. Um, Andrade, despite her skillful striking is not as strong as a defensive wrestler she's been submitted a few times in her career she was dominated by valentina shevchenko on the ground in 2021 granted blanchfield is likely not as good as valentina valentina shevchenko on the mat but i do respect her grappling a lot she averages four takedowns for 15 minutes very very good submission grappler better submission grappler than a wrestler so it's going to be key to actually get those takedowns if she can i mean she could take the back of andrade she could find a dominant position good ground and pound good submission game and again five rounds to work with Blanchfield is only, I think, plus three something, plus 330 inside the distance. Andrade minus 105 inside the distance. So Andrade is going to rate out a little bit better for finishing upside. And again, I like Andrade in all formats. I will have exposure to her in all formats. Blanchfield has a higher ceiling, I think, in theory, because she's so dependent on grappling. Four fights in the UFC, four wins, two decisions, 125, 115, 95, and 124 DraftKings points. Now in a five-round fight, I just think she could absolutely blow the roof off, and I want to make sure I'm covered on that sense from a cash game standpoint. But the main event is an awesome fight, great matchup to target in all formats. Blanchfield will be my cash game play of the week, though, at 7.7K. Moving on to tournaments, I want to talk about AJ Fletcher at 9.1K. I, I do have some interest in the underdog as well here, mostly because I think the winner is going to land takedowns. And that's kind of why I like Fletcher at this price tag as well. He hasn't won either of his UF, either of his two UFC fights against Matthew Semmelsberger or Andre Lusa. But he looked very good early on against Semmelsberger, landed four takedowns, 
took his back, had dominant position, and he had you know he's had a ton of success on the regional scene. Now taking on this newcomer in Gorimba, who's ten and three professionally, fighting out of South Africa, and has just not fought very good competition. Really poor defensively. Gorimbo is going to be bigger than Fletcher. He's going to have like 10 inches of reach over Fletcher. That's one of the concerns I have. The other concern I have for Fletcher is that his cardio is maybe not the strongest. He's like very physical. He tends to slow down late in fights, and he's been taken down by Semmelsberger and by Andre Lusa. So if we get an extended fight here, I wouldn't be totally shocked if Gorimbo kind of turned the tide, landed some takedowns, and, and won from top position. But Garimbo just doesn't defend takedowns well. I, I think it's pretty clear, and I think it, it would be an obvious path to victory for Fletcher. Am I so, so confident he wins? No, this is a very tough slate, a lot of low-level talent. But I think he has a high floor in a win. I also think he's capable of a submission. He is, let's see, probably plus 105 or so. I have to find his betting odds. There they are. Plus 105 inside the distance. I already knew it. Uh, 9.1K. It's a decent number. And again, I think it's more likely to come on the ground. Pagua is going to be very popular in this price range. I think Hernandez will get some love. Um, I don't think Fletcher will be overlooked because everyone's going to be owned on an 11 fight slate. But I really do like the upside of takedowns plus a finish for Fletcher at this price tag. He will be my tournament play of the week. Moving on to my salary play of the week, I will touch on Jamal Emmers here, another fighter below the mid-range at 7.9K. He is the underdog currently to Hussein Askabov. Uh, Askabov is minus 155, Emmers plus 135. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite fights to watch from an entertainment standpoint. And I'm still burned by Emmers coming off a loss to Pat Sabatini. He also lost to Giga Chikatse in his UFC debut, but he outstruck Chikatse in that fight and took him down a couple times, and he's a very skillful fighter. I really like Emers as a fighter. He's a good boxer. He's going to have physical advantages over uh, Askabov. I believe Emers is 5'10", Askabov 5'8". He'll have five inches or so of reach. I think Emers is a pretty decent boxer and lands strikes at a high rate. <clears throat> And should this fight play out in the feet, I think Embers at least has a path to victory here. As well as on the ground, Embers is a very capable wrestler. 2.76 takedowns landed for 15 minutes, 100% takedown defense. The thing with Askabov is he he's 23-0. and 0, And, you know, he's just smashed a lot of average or weak regional competition. I, I do think Askabov is an okay prospect. He seems to have a good wrestling base, decent submission grappler, some power in his hands. But, again, fought... Poor competition. He's fought like a few times only six, since 2016. And, and a lot of his recent fights have just been very quick finishes. So can he take Emmers down and submit him very quickly or, or knock him out quickly? Maybe. I don't mind Askovov in tournaments at 8.3K with a plus 200 inside the distance line. I do feel it's possible Emmers should just be favored in this fight because really he could be the better wrestler here. Askovov has been taken down. We've seen multiple times on the regional scene. There's arguably a better path to victory for Emmers on the feet standing as well. And, you know, plus 275 inside the distance, 7.9K. Could be a decent opportunity to bet against an undefeated uh, OV fighter in Askovov, who I think a lot of people will be high on at 8.3K. Really fun matchup. I like the salary savings on Emmers there. And finally, a matchup of the week. You know, I had to talk about this one. Zach Pagua versus... 
Jordan Wright, the people's main event. Pegu is minus 275, Wright plus 235. This fight is minus 550 to end inside the distance. And Wright is pretty much a kill or be killed type of fighter. He's, you know, in, in his UFC affiliated fights, which are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of them, five have ended in round one and two have ended in round two. And pretty much all of Wright's wins have ended in round one. He's only beating the, kind of the worst of the worst in Jamie Pickett and Ike Villanueva, but he's dangerous early. Um, he can win by early KO. And we saw in his last fight against Dusko, Landed three takedowns early, had dominant position. He's a capable submission grappler as well. It's just he can't sustain fights. So when he doesn't win early, he fades very quickly, gets hurt, and gets finished. He was KO'd by Fluffy Hernandez in 40 seconds. He was KO'd by Joaquin Bockley in the second round. KO'd by Bruno Silva in the first round. Submitted by Barrio in two and a half minutes. And despite smashing Dusko Todorovic for the first round, still got knocked out in round two. So it is what it is with Wright, and he's fighting an opponent in Pagua who's I don't love as a prospect, and I wasn't high on in his UFC debut. He got knocked out by Muhammad Usman um, after winning the first round, and I didn't really love that performance from him. I don't love the durability, but... It seems like a good chance that either Wright wins this fight early or not. And if not, Pagua can win the fight inside the distance in round one or round two, and he's better in an extended fight. So Jordan Wright at 7K, I think he'll be popular, but I think he has obvious finishing upside. Um, it's not a lock by any stretch, but it's a very cheap price to pay for a plus 260 inside the distance line against an opponent who was just KO'd by the other Usman. And... Pagua at 9.2K. Again, Wright's been KO'd and, and submitted in all of his UFC losses. Fades very quickly. Pagua should be a little bit bigger here, I think. Is more filled out for 205. So I wouldn't be surprised if Pagua can hurt him early in the fight, win this fight by knockout. 9.2K is an expensive price tag, but definitely has finishing upside there. Minus 135 inside the distance. Definitely one of my favorite matchups on the slate. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you again for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, at Brad Apley, double T, double P, Daily Fan MMA, whoop, over here, dailyfanmma.com. For all your DraftKings breakdowns, needs, just finished like an hour and a half podcast with my boy Gambles Gordo as well. If you need any further content, make sure you find us there. Best of luck in your contest this week, guys. Take care, stay safe. We'll talk to you all soon. Peace.